What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. And my good friend, Evan, at eCheney69, is uh, is licking his wounds after this uh, this past weekend. I, I finally uh, I finally took you down in the draft there, bud. That's what I deserve for tweeting. It's over in in true fashion. Like th- Thursday I think it was like 11.30. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not not your not your smartest shot, but uh, I think we each had eight uh, potential holes remaining, and uh, and you were winning, so you you almost got there. Um, it was close. It like was. that was definitely the closest contest we've had. Yeah, it was a real real battle of uh, of four of sixes. Um, <laughs> real good. Um, and uh, joining us tonight as well, you see him on the screen if you're watching the stream here uh pat mayo you can find him on i mean why why even why even bother it's at the pme but if i I can't imagine that anybody listening to this doesn't already know pat um thanks for uh thanks for joining us pat uh you've been what don't you do like i don't even know what to like we like to keep the show to like 40 minutes or so i can't really plug all the stuff that you do um (laughs) so thanks for uh, thanks for making the time man yeah, I, I always just tell people, please go subscribe to Mayo Media Network on YouTube. I need, I need to get those numbers up. There you go. Easy enough, right? Um, yeah, that's uh, all All of the... Uh, I've been really, really enjoying the, uh, the NHL stuff uh, that has been over on the, the Mayo Network there. Um, so appreciate you making the time. I know, you're, I know you're a busy guy. It's been a few years since we, uh, since we had you on, so um, it's nice to, uh, nice to chat again. Well, you did the prudent move. You booked me eight weeks in advance and then reminded me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I know the I know the last minute. Uh, the last minute ask is never a good thing. So I, I try to uh, I, tr- I try to get ahead of the game a little bit when I can. Well, it's going to be easier for me soon. I've just uh, I'm moving in about two months. So I will have a full decked out basically like this studio behind me. I'll just have it at my house. So that's going to make things way easier for me. Ah, well, that'll be nice. Yeah, um, I have a uh, I have baby number two on the way in six weeks, so I uh, I think my schedule will be a little bit tougher at that point. <laughs> you get used to it. I, I have two now as well. My oldest is twenty five months, and the other one is now nine months. So you know, it it sneaks up on you. You yeah. Lose- I'll put it this way. You're not going to have any quiet time. I guess you're doing this from home right now. So maybe you'll hear babies in the background, but you will relish the opportunity to go into the other room for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So let's uh, I-, I was I was just saying before we hit record, um, for those of you who have uh, those of you who are, are new to the show because Pat just retweeted it. Um, we start we start with a, uh, a snake draft every week and uh go through the uh, the draft the lineup that you create obviously has to fit the draft king salary um and we will uh we'll get that situated shortly here um but we will spin the wheel to see who is lucky enough for, to get the first pick here be me let's see really such an exaggerated ah, there you go i love the wheel guest honor oh there you go all right so we got matt i don't think you're on. allowed to have the first overall pick yeah have i like in, have in two I months in two months you have not once had the first overall pick no 
Nope. But you know, and yeah. it's it's uh, it's definitely shown in my uh, in my results. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, I assume this is snake draft fashion, correct? Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. There you oh, go. Baby. And number two. Seven. All right. So, good start. I thought maybe I could I could ride some momentum into uh, into this week after finally getting the W, but I guess we're not going to be able to do that. Um, all right. So, Pat, why don't you uh, why don't you give us your your thirty second? Uh, what what should we expect from this course? Because it's not exactly um, a, a tour staple. Well, let's see. I've done this, I think, approximately 20 times so far this week. So I think I have it down to 30 seconds. Let's <laughs> gather it all in. And the concession course, a Jack Nicholas design, par 72, 7,424 yards, full complement of par fives. But the biggest factor we're going to find out this week is, are those par fives reachable in two? Is there going to be layup zones? One, most definitely reachable. Another one, most definitely, you have to lay up. What do the other two do? Well, according to Jack himself, if the wind is behind you, you might be able to carry it, which means you could get to Bombers. Number 12, maybe you can drive that as well. So the Brysons, the Roms, the DJs, they could all have a significant advantage. I'm choosing to go the other way on that. I think you're going to need to lay up on these holes, get to your number. So who is the best player in the field from 75 to 125 yards. Plus, pros are saying this could be a little bit tougher. We don't know, although the wind does seem to be down. But if you can't scramble, you can't get up and down here and make your putts, you might be in trouble. So a strong wedge game, a strong short game, and that's really what I'm looking for here. I think this is going to be a second-shot course. So I am pivoting off of the Bombers and not necessarily into short hitters. I'm not thinking like Brennan Todd, although could be all right, I suppose, back on Bermuda. But at the same time, I think I want the elite players from basically 125 and in who can still get it up and down and drain a few 10-foot putts. So that's the way that I am approaching this this week. All right. So with with that said, who uh, who are you taking at 101 here? Justin Thomas. Come on. Justin Thomas is going to win, so I got to have the winner. That makes sense to me. I will take Justin Thomas. Yep. Not a, not a lot of explanation needed for... Uh, Mr. Mr. Thomas there. Uh, all right, Ev, let's see. Let's see what you got. I have a feeling that I know where you're going, but where do you think I'm going? I, I'm just you're, curious. You're such, you're such a, a DJ stan. It's like disgusting. So I'm but sure. Here's the thing. I wasn't going to pick DJ because <laughs> after what Pat just said, I'm actually reconsidering it a bit, even don't though. Let, don't listen to me. I have horrible no, I, picks. You no, I was, I was teetering between Rom and DJ. So what you just said. You know, it made my decision clear. So I'll go wrong. Nice. Um, of course, of course, if DJ does better, I will be in your DMs, Pat. But okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I, you can't go wrong with any of these guys. So I'll, I'll just go wrong up top here. Build from there. Nice. All right. I like it. I'm I'm happy. Uh, I I really like starting um, a lot of my lineups this week with Cantlay at the top. Um, I think you get a little bit more flexibility there, obviously, uh, with him just being at 10 K flat and granted there's, there are definitely value options, but I do think that it's, uh, it's one of those deals where, um, I think he has about the same amount of win equity as the guys above him and, uh, you're getting a a discount there. So definitely good on Mr. Cantlay. And I think, I am going to 
think I'm going to go with uh, Scotty Scheffler at 8,300 as well. You couldn't have made that your last pick when no one else took him? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> You, you just you you gotta love Scotty. Uh, he over the last fifty rounds, he is uh, in the top twelve or thirteen and around the green. And like you're just saying, that could be somewhat important. He uh, also last week really uh, struck it well. He gained over he gained about three and a half strokes on approach. So, um, and you know, finished top twenty, losing a stroke off the tee, losing a stroke putting. So I'm happy to. Uh, I'm happy to just keep riding him. I'm a, I'm a Scheffler guy. Bet against him in round two. Bet on him in round one. That's the move. <laughs> All right, Evan. I am kind of feeling Victor Hovland here. Um, right. I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna say this is a second shot course, his approach game has been very solid, especially relative to this field. So I mean. No reason to, no reason not to take him. I guess the the ninety four hundred dollar price tag might, I don't know, just gut feeling might be a bit much, but I'm willing to pay that price. And so these back to back picks for me. If we haven't seen a course before, I'll take a guy that tends to play well the very first time he sees courses. We're back in Florida, can't be a bad thing. I'll take Sung Jay coming in with my second pick. He he took like a a little vacation for him. Two weeks. I know. I'm like, I, I, I thought something was wrong, like with my uh, with my field list. And I couldn't find him for two weeks in a row. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you guys make the rest of my decisions for me in that range. What I'm going to do now is drop down to the seventy four hundred dollar situation here and go with my guy. Mark Leishman continues the game with the irons, continues the game with the putter. We're now back in Florida. That has to be a good thing. It just feels like he's severely underpriced here at seventy four hundred dollars. Yeah, can't can't argue with that. Yeah, points per dollar is probably a top play on this slate. Now, I, I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so I will go my next pick. I kind of like Joaquin Neiman. I do, right? I mean, I think he follows the. The off the tee game's been fine. The the putting's been fine, pretty good actually. Even though we like to, you know, sit like even though putting is a fairly inconsistent metric. But and the again the approach game, he's another guy that the approach game is very solid relative to this field. So, Joaquin, baby. All right, shaping up here. I so this is where I'm. Uh, this is where I'm thinking like I could probably. Still stay pretty expensive here. Um, what does it look like if I put in Bryson? Yeah, I think I can make that work. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Bryson and and see how how growth can get as we uh, as we keep going through this, and then I am going to back that up with. Hmm. Maybe a little co-crack. I just feel like I, I just gravitate towards these my uh, my guys here with like co-crack and and Scheffler. Uh, when whenever you can jam them in, you just you just kind of gotta. So, um, <laughs> all right, Ev, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Huh. There's a lot. I mean, I oddly enough, you know, as opposed to other weeks, I'm building this a lot more balanced 
I'm noticing. Because normally I just go like extremely top heavy. But um Yeah, that's go, why I thought uh, you were gonna pick DJ. Yeah. <laughs> let's go Harris English. Right? I mean, I think his what, what's he where's he priced already? 75. 75 seems low, right? Especially for a guy that has nothing that's like much much better than the field, but it's like definitely better than average. Right, really. <laughs> this is, Pat, this is this is the point in the draft where Evan gives the absolute worst like speech, uh, pump up speech about his picks. He's like, you know, no, those are the, I think that those are the sub seven K guys, though. <laughs> All right, no, I, I don't, yeah. I don't hate English. I just, I just yeah. love the way you frame uh, some of these decisions. No, I, I, I like English this week. He's, he's just priced low. I think that's that's the synopsis I can give. Yeah. All right, so that goes back to me. I'll take Patrick Reed with my next selection. And I'll follow him up. i got to see if I can rig this the right way so I can get all the guys in I want. Because I already messed it up by taking Leishman, so... <laughs> So I could I, I could have got one of my other like favorite plays, but now I can uh, no longer afford him. So if I go, let's say I do that. No, that's not enough money. Does that give me eighty one? No, that's not going to get me there either. Damn it! All right, I'll take Ryan Palmer with my next pick. All right. We get bonus points for balls in the middle of the water, right? Obviously. <laughs> We could, oh, I forgot to spin. We could have done low ball, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ev. Let's uh, let's follow this up with Billy Ho. He, um, I don't know. Again, he just seems like a guy that's way too not way too cheap, but like he seven thousand. That seems a little low. So, go him. I like it. All right, so. I understand uh, that Munoz kind of kind of disappointed uh, last week, but I just feel like for sixty five hundred, and you're guaranteeing four rounds from him. Like there, there are going to be uh, a couple of rounds where you know he flirts with a streak, or you know I just feel like he always, uh, I just feel like he always outperforms his um, actual finish position in DraftKings scoring. I, that's just that's based off of nothing um, like no real actual uh, numbers. I could probably look it up pretty easily, but um, in my brain, that's how it works for Munoz. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to rock with him. And so that leaves me with 8,200. Like there, there's just, there's so many guys that I hate right there. Like Usazen is right there now. Scott, uh, I might as well just go Scott because I bet him last week and he, um, you know, he came out and it looked like it was going to be good putting Scott week and uh, never really, never really <laughs> continued. So um, maybe this will be like the, uh, the, the bounce back after I, after I bet him, I feel pretty, com- pretty comfortable with that lineup. So I'm, I'm going Scott. Well, if he does bad, I'm going to have to use the joke again. Oh God. I feel like I retired that, but it might yeah, it's have almost, to almost like maybe you should. 
All right, go ahead, Ev. What are, yeah. what are you what are you looking at here? Because well, I can't wait. I it, I have the answer to the perfect lineup, oh, and boy. it's Abraham. There you go. That was probably the worst thing I said all day. No, um, I don't believe that. Yeah, that's true. If you saw my Twitter earlier, <laughs> <laughs> except for the around the green game, which has been a little shaky, he's just been. I, he's been he's been fairly good. I mean, for sixty eight hundred, you're getting a guy that's gaining a quarter of a stroke around uh, on approach, and you're getting a third of its a third of a stroke off the tee over his last six months of play. So hard to argue with that at a sixty eight hundred dollar price tag to round out a lineup like this. Yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. So my biggest mistake here, I was trying to get back up to Adam Scott because I actually do like Adam Scott this week, but I couldn't do it. The move I really wanted to make, if I didn't take Leishman in that Palmer spot, I think I could have wiggled it if I went really, really shallow with him with like someone like a David Lipsky, for example, at the Min, who I I don't mind. I'm going to use this week, but I probably could have got that Leishman spot up to like Berger or Morikawa or Webb Mm -hmm. to go with. I'm going to take. Rasmus Hogard with my final selection at 67. But I also like Mackenzie Hughes down there as well. Hughes is probably safer, but, you know, you have a young Dane, just dials in approaches. He's the Danish Siwoo Kim. Got to go with him. Wow. The, the the Florida sun glistening, you know, I, what could what could possibly go wrong? That's... He, lo- he loves birdies, loves bogeys, but loves birdies. <laughs> but that does and, well in this format. So yeah, I, I think so. I don't hate yeah. it. I don't hate it. Yeah, so just real quick before we before we switch over to bets, Pat, what in general, um, or I'll recap the I'll recap the teams first. So Pat has uh, Justin Thomas, Sung Jay, Leishman, Reed, Palmer, and Hogard. Uh, Evan has Rom, Hovland, Neiman, English, Horschel, and Answer. And I have Cantley, Scheffler, Bryson, Kokrak, Munoz, and Scott. So. I, I got to say, I think I think this is, that'll be that's setting up pretty nice. Um, what's what's your general uh, your general lineup construction strategy with these WGCs, right? Like, you know that you're guaranteed um, for basically guaranteed unless somebody withdraws four rounds from everybody. Um, what like do you feel like you take more shots at, with these uh, really cheap guys or do you find yourself still kind of sticking to your um, like a more balanced build in general. I, I think in main lineups, whether it be a three max or a single entry, I don't take as many shots. So like the Lipskis won't make those lineups, but someone like Mackenzie Hughes, I don't feel badly playing whatsoever. He's 6,400 bucks. Right. Good on Nicholas courses, putts well on Bermuda. I mean, he puts well everywhere, but he actually had a sneaky, decent week at Genesis as well, which I actually found quite surprising. So I think it all depends on where you want to put your win equity in. So if you can jam in, like I, I started this team with Justin Thomas. I started a few teams with Cantlay and then Cantlay and Thomas together. But a lot of lineups are starting with like Berger or Reed and just kind of hammering off that lower nine, higher eight with the bottom end of the high class players like Berger, Webb, Morikawa, Im. You can jam four of those guys into a lineup if you want to. If you're okay at the bottom, taking Aura Hogard or even Gary Woodland who had an immaculate ball striking week and lost eight strokes putting in two rounds at Riviera. So I think there's ways in decent enough players in the $6,000 range that you can round it out and still get four really good players in. And it's kind of, it it just, I think it really depends on the week too, because 
for basically from M to Leishman, unless it's Adam Scott, I don't have anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's right. Like there's, there's a lot of crap shoots uh, in that range, but just in general, like these WGCs are always super interesting because just, I mean, from, from an ownership perspective, uh, things get relatively flat. Like we don't always project it. Like it's going to be super flat because people, you know, talk up the same guys all the time and it goes through the echo chamber. And then you look and everybody pivoted off of, uh, <laughs> off of everybody. And it all kind of just evens out, um, with these no cut events in, in most situations, uh, especially the, you know, small fields, you got what 72, uh, or 71 guys in the field this week. You're not, um, you're not getting anybody, uh, too crazy high or too crazy low above seven K. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely interesting, um, to, to just guarantee yourself these four rounds and see how, uh, how strategy sort of varies through there. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's switch over to some bets. You said you, uh, you believe Mr. Thomas is going to, uh, win this week. Um, any other, any other outrights that you are uh, particularly high on? Yeah, I peppered this like 20 to 45 range. So I actually took five guys from in there. Didn't take anything outside of it. So nothing lower, nothing higher. And I thought to myself, you know, for four DJs, I could have a Justin Thomas this week. That's not how win equity is actually going to work out in probability. So give me Justin Thomas. So I have Thomas at 20. I think 18 is probably the best number that you can get on him now. I still yeah. like it. I still like the 18. Um, I got Reed at 33, Webb at 35, Morikawa at 40, and Im at 45. I just felt like those numbers were too deep in a field like this. Um, And you can shop around. You can find those in different places. They're not all up on DraftKings Sportsbook, although I highly recommend that everyone go go make your bets on DraftKings Sportsbook if it is legal in your state. It's not legal where I am, so I have to use alternative options up here in Canada. But those five guys... No, I don't have a really strong lean on one guy versus another, but if it's going to be like Berger at 25 or Sung Jay at 45, I'll just take the 45. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Um I have I have JT uh in my sim at like plus 1080. Um and DraftKings still has 1850 up right now. That's that's the best um the best odds that I have up on my screen or out of the books that I'm looking at. So, um definitely uh, definitely hitting that. Um, any sort of deeper shots uh, that you're looking at for, you know, some of these alternative top five, top 10, top 20. Uh, and just just strategy wise, um, like how much how much are you balancing your outright bets versus your, uh, you know, other finished position uh, bets? Basically, the finished position bets will break me even for the week if one of them hits that it'll cover everything that I've put into it. Uh, whereas the outrights are going to pay you know, a decent amount if they end up hitting. So I ended up playing Leishman, Woodland, and Hughes top 10, and Hughes and Lipsky top 20. Those were the other ones that I played. Okay. I like it. You guys um, want a wild bet? Yes, of we course. Go, we go Chan Kim, who's 33 to 1 right now for a top 10. Are you talking are you gonna... to me about that, or are you going to bet that? Oh no, I'm betting that. I, I it's that's I, I have this really weird way of like explaining my bets to Matt, and I just pose them as Jeopardy questions. 
Oh. <laughs> so so what's That's the right. what's the thesis here? Well, no, the thesis is that he's gaining a quarter of a stroke per round on approach, and. 0.8 strokes tee to green. So that that's I don't know the price for the price. I, it's just a fun bet to sweat out for the weekend for me. Yeah, you said what did you say? Top twenty, ten or top ten? 10. So yeah. top ten. Yeah, I mean at at DK he's thirty three hundred, and everywhere else he's twenty five or worse. So I mean just from just from a Sklansky Bucks perspective, um, I, I think that that's that's fine. Um, yeah, I I don't know that I'm putting American dollars on it, uh, and I don't think Pat's putting Canadian dollars on it, but um, that's fine. I like it. I mean, he did come 11th in the Open Championship in 2017. So there you go. There you go. I mean, we if, have reasons. If, if you can't if you can't draw uh, comparisons uh, between this event and that event then i don't know what we're doing and with a next best finish of 41st ever at the zozo two years ago (laughs) what could what could possibly go wrong i just gotta put all my game my gamestop profits toward (laughs) toward when when i can withdraw from top shot i will uh, i'll put a bet on chan kim the next next chance i get chan kim will be retired by that point have you been buying top shot uh, I bought a pack and you got a pack? Been, yeah, and that have seems... been have been flipping and uh, and making theoretical dollars when uh, whenever whenever we can withdraw, I'm getting out as soon as fucking humanly possible and Dude. never looking back. <laughs> I, I I love those itchy and scratchy dollars. I just I, I I'm basically like I got a pack. It that was like you know. 10 or 12 X what the pack was actually worth immediately. And then I'll just, I'll leave a couple hundred bucks in there and screw around a little bit and, and see what happens. But um, yeah, that's, it's been uh it's been an interesting, interesting week actually following that stuff. So you um, weren't, you weren't the guy who paid 30 K for Davis's card. No, no, I was not. <laughs> I, I was, I was very happy for Davis. Although like, I feel like he read about, it, but like he put it up for sale. So there's like kind of a, <laughs> if you put it up for sale, somebody might buy it. Yeah. yeah you seem more like a crypto art kind of guy. I have none of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, well, I'm got... not against any of this stuff, but I don't understand any of it whatsoever or how it works. Oh, and I don't, I don't I either. Decided that I don't want to put my money into that. I'd rather, you know, buy houses and stuff like Which that. Which is actually the smart approach, right? Because I, most I, people, I mean, I don't know. It sounds like people are cashing in and I'm missing most, out. I, 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 so let me tell you something. It's like, I'm quick. So like I took a, a class on blockchain and cryptocurrency in, in You're school. such a nerd. I know. It, don't I live an exciting <laughs> life? But <laughs> I still can't explain it. And I took a whole semester class and paid, you know, the American college type money on such a class. And I still can't explain it. So those, those American colleges, they're pretty pricey out here. Oh, that's a, that's a Matt and I could talk about that in a separate podcast. Yeah. But, but it, it just seems to me like, listen, if I had like 30 K to go mess around with, you know, I'd probably go get into this kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's been like, cause it's all over my Twitter. It's all over everyone's Twitter right now in this space. Oh, yeah. at least. oh absolutely. That, that, the people that are doing the majority of the buying 
know, they're pretty rich dudes that they don't care if they lose like 50K. They probably, I mean, they don't want to lose 50K, but at the same time, that's not really crippling them. And I feel like it's causing other people who can't afford it to potentially get in where they could lose their money. And that worries me a little bit. That's, I mean, that's a question you can have about any rising asset, but this especially, yeah. Well, this one doesn't so, I mean, like you said, you can't even get your money out of it. Yeah. I think that um, I am, I am on a, a totally, totally different level of uh, of the amount of money that I that I put into this. And I was just hoping to open a pack and see like what the fuss was about. And the site crashed when I opened it and I didn't even get to see the whole like fucking show of everything. So that was <laughs> that was great. That was a good experience. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's all stupid. Like, I don't I don't think that it's like amazing. Like, I think you know, we're, we're, t- we just drafted like golfers against an imaginary salary cap. Like all the shit that we talk about is kind of stupid when you really think about it, but it's, it's fun in its own Ex- way. Existential yeah, it, conversations for the, if women. you're getting something out of it and it's not like going to put you in the poor house, go for it. Like, if, I don't care. Yeah. It's your money. Spend it how you want. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it, it's been, it's been fun. Um, I'm not like, I'm not like a truther. I'm not like holding these, you know, until 2030. Like I'm just, I just wanted to play around with it because I was bored and it, I actually got a pack. Like that's the only reason. Otherwise I would have just been like, this is stupid and I don't want to ever look at this again. <laughs> now let's go. When is, when are the other sports coming out with this? When, when can we get like a golf one? UFC is actually, yeah, Dapper UFC doing just, one with UFC very yeah. soon. Eh. That's what I'm preparing for now. Golf would be golf would be super fun, but only to the extent that they could get like historical stuff. Like I don't want to see like a, a chip in from the Genesis last week. Like I want to see, you know, Tigers chip in at the master. You know, like I, I want to see those uh, like those highlights. I, I don't know. Um, although like some of the stuff that I have like in my collection right now or whatever, it's like literally wouldn't even make the sports center top 10 and like somehow people are like asking $750 for it. So <laughs> I don't, I don't understand any of it. Get paid. Yeah, that's it. Um, all right. Do you, uh, do you have a card as well for the, uh, the Puerto Rico open? Um, what any, any bets that you are particularly interested in there, Pat, as yeah, far as I, outright, I, I bet Justin, sir, my guy, just, I think he's really good. And I missed the 40, but there's a 35 on him. So I took that. And then I looked at Fantasy National and look at their simulator. And Paul Barjan was number one. So I was like, fuck it. Let's, let's do it. 125 to one. There you go. Um, actually, Justin is uh, as 4,500 at DK right now. Yeah, but I can't bet there. I know. I'm just saying for the people. The, 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 people, the, people, yes. the people need their outs, you know? Oh, I, Thomas, that's actually not bad. Yeah. Thomas, so double or even a triple with Phil in the Champions Tour, you get up to like a thousand to one. You're good to go. There you go. Then you can retire. You can buy all the top shots you want. Yeah, <laughs> you can buy top shot. <laughs> um. All right. Let's. Uh. I. I always like to. I also like to to pick people's brains. Uh. As far as head to head. So how much? I know you. Uh. I know I see you tweet out, Pat, uh, your your round head to heads, you know, overnight or whatever, early in the morning um, throughout the course of the contest. But uh, how much like how much are you actually 
like spending over there compared to your like full full tournament bets like are you just you're just like peppering whatever you like kind of randomly or is there a certain way that you're like attacking each day or you are giving me for no i'm just fucking around when i do it so it depends on how well i'm currently doing and how much money's in my account <laughs> like i want a bunch on sat i didn't re- like sometimes i forget to release them and other times i like make them last second it's a weird spot to be in because people look for to me, I don't know why they look to me for this stuff. But like the last, one, what are your favorite head to heads? Like I haven't even looked. Sometimes, like I just I don't feel like playing today. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm out for a run in the morning. Then I'm taking care right. of the kids. I just say fuck it, don't even look. But I played a Norin three ball on Saturday last week against Spieth and fuck was the other guy Wyndham Clark who gagged it at the end and Norn ended up winning it. But that was a nice one. Um, but basically, if I'm just like up early with the kids and like they're not being too shitty uh and being calm and i just jump on the computer and if it's a you know event with shot link i'll just hop on to fantasy national and just kind of scour if i can see if there's one guy whose putting should positively turn around versus two guys that just aren't striking the ball all that well and just go and see what their odds are norm's like plus 225 or something like that and then you know every once in a while you get like three really nice three balls in a row or I mean, we're going to get the head-to-head soon in two balls, I think, starting – I don't think this week. I think starting next week we start seeing that in Florida. Either way, you know, parlaying those together just for kicks or playing around Robin. But, you know, like 50 bucks, 75 bucks a bet, that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. So let's – I do I do want to make sure that we uh, talk about some people that, um, you know, that we didn't necessarily draft, but uh, that are definitely in consideration for people. Uh, you did mention – Web Edgar. Uh, right now, I'm seeing uh, offered sort of pretty much across. I see six different books offering odds. Um, at at Pinnacle, they have Berger minus 123 against Web for plus 106. Um, any any leans between those two guys? Not especially, no. I just like Webb's number better in the outright market because it's almost, in some places, it can be up to 10 points higher. So I don't see a huge difference between them. I don't like pre-tournament head-to-heads. I feel like we don't have enough information. I like to see around, see two rounds because it's all the same. You know what I mean? Like if you play, unless you have such a strong conviction. Like I did play one head-to-head. I very rarely do it. I played it last week. I played Morikawa over Hideki because Morikawa was getting plus money against Hideki for whatever reason last week. So I was like, all right, I'll bet that. That seemed like a mistake. So I hit yeah. it. But other than that, like I'd rather wait a round or two and see how the guys are playing first. Yeah, I I always feel um I always feel kind of obligated to uh to to play head to heads. And it's just it's the biggest leak, I think, probably in uh, any of the betting that I do, it's like the, I do the worst at it. I don't know why. Um, like I, I kind of live in like the top 20 realm and just like hope that, you know, I hit an outright every, uh, every couple of months. And you know, that really, that really bumps everything up. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that the best, the best way that you can spend your time, uh, as far as head to heads is probably just looking on, Friday morning, Saturday morning, Sunday morning or whatever. And, and just kind of picking off a few that look, that look wrong. And it's important to, to have a bunch of books because you, uh, you can see like even these pre-tournament head to heads, like web is plus plus one twenty four at, 
uh, at Chris and minus 112 at FanDuel against Berger. Like, (laughs) it's the the same exact matchup. And people who only have FanDuel are just, like, pounding the the 112 for whatever reason. So um, I I promised everybody that I would tell them to have multiple outs uh, every week. And I just fulfilled that promise. So, um, Ev, any uh, any other uh, non-Chan Kim uh, bets that you're <laughs> that you're interested in this week. I mean, nothing else that we haven't explained. I, I mean, Decky, Decky to win outright. I might have some value at uh, DraftKings, uh, sixty-one and a half to one. I think that might be my only big betting take. Yeah. yeah. Is it because it's going to lose? I don't get it. Well, <laughs> it's probably going to lose because I'm betting it, but. Uh, it, it's the same thing with Decky every week, right? I mean, it, it's always the putting. The putting is keeping him from being the greatest golfer of all no, time. No, 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 that that's but, not true. Which, which I, I mean, that's my take. The, the putting <laughs> sucks, but the rest of his game also kind of sucks right now. Well, right now, but like I'm just talking about his whole career in general, right? I mean, we can we can say like the last six months he's probably underperformed relative to who he is as a golfer, um, but like in general, it's just. I always bet him. Like I think Decky is the person that I have legitimately put the most DFS and betting dollars on in my in my golf gambling career. How's that working out? Well, I'm happy at least. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a happy um, guy, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, like theoretically, I I ha- I show value on Decky for from my sim, but like it's not something that I'm that I'm super interested in. Like I'd rather. I'd rather just bet English at 55. Um, just, you know, just straight up against that. Um, well, I, well, I think that, I think that's really interesting though, because those are two guys who kind of have the opposite kind of career path right now where Harris English was this guy ages ago, then he went through this giant slump. And when he first starts breaking out, which has almost been like a year now that's mm-hmm. been working for him. And this happened to Webb too. When Webb, kind of figured out the putting all remember when Webb was like the worst putter on tour the worst the absolute worst <laughs> and then all of a sudden he was great and the iron started being like and Webb was sort of like luke list in a weird way he wasn't a bomber but you look mm-hmm. at his t to green stats you're like this guy is great and he yeah. can't make a putt and all of a sudden he just started putting so hideki's on this downswing so your sim your model still likes him how much do you think that factors in what he has done over the past like three years versus his short term where someone like harris english you're probably waiting the last year a whole lot longer with him just in the sense of what you're talking about, because if you waited the past three years, he wouldn't be any good. Yeah, for sure. My, the, the power ranking score that I have that, that sort of feeds the SIM is uh, like a weighted average of last hundred, last 50, last 24 and last eight rounds. So it, it's pretty heavily like leaning towards longer term. Like, Obviously, those last hundred rounds count in all of those categories. So, um, but yeah, I think I think that there's good things to that. I think there's bad things to that. I think the good thing is that it um, it catches on a little bit quicker than those super long term uh, numbers, but it also doesn't catch like those like three event hot swings. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of I think that it does enough of both that I'm confident in it, but it's definitely it's definitely something that I've that I've tried to figure out how to balance because it's 
you know, you you look at some of these golfers and you're like, well, they're they've always been great, but for the last 50 rounds, they saw, you know, like look at Spieth, right? Like for years, we thought that he was like the best thing ever, and then now he like sucked for a while, and now like maybe he's good again, but maybe not. I don't know. Like we'll see. Um, I, what do you think? I think he actually kind of is back. Not like number one player in the world back, but yeah, no, I like top 40 pretty soon. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, look, he, he, he sort of rose to the, 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 the pinnacle of his career because of things that you can't always count on. And those things went away. Like, well, I mean, the, the biggest fact for him, I think, is that he can't drive the ball anymore. He used to be a pretty good driver of the ball. Right. Like, and he was right. He's like, you know, he was like maybe slightly above average. And now it's like, God knows, uh, you know, for a while it was God knows where it's going to go. And maybe, maybe it swings back. And if he could just be average, like he's, he's the opposite of Hideki. Like if Hideki could just be average putting, like it's <laughs> the opposite speed. If he could just be average off the tee, like he'd probably be totally back. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to balance all of that stuff. The, the, the simulator, that I have um, somewhat takes the different categories into account, but for the most part, it's just like course and field adjusted scoring, like just straight up. Yeah. Um, I, I think our one at fantasy national, it does length of hole, I think is what it weights the most. Right. And how players have been scoring on a weighted average. I, I mean, Moose would know. I wouldn't know. So if you ever have him back on, ask him about it. But I think that's how it works. But it's yeah. quicker to catch up to Munoz and Lonto and English and those type of guys right. rather than being late on them, it seems. And I mean, sometimes that can be good. Other times it can be horrendous. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no. And that's that's the balance that that all of this has to strike with golf, because there are guys that are going to play like top 10 golfers in the world for two weeks in a row. Uh, and then go back to being, you know, like the 150th best golfer in the world, like the next week. Um, Sam Burns will be interesting moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's been, um, I don't have it pulled up right now, but he was, uh, just, he was like 12th in my power ranking model a few weeks ago. And he was like 28th in DraftKings salary or something stupid. Um, and of course he was like kind of whatever that week. And then ended up doing doing great the week after but that's how these things go sometimes um but yeah i think i think striking that balance is the most important thing right like you need to you need to incorporate some sort of like who this guy is from a long-term talent perspective but you also have to be like well they're all they suck now or like oh they're playing really well now but like how quickly do you adjust because people were people were shitting on Harris English all year last year, and he just kept doing well all all season. And nobody wanted to believe that it was like a thing, like as if he didn't have that like ceiling in him from the past. Like we, we saw him do this before. You know what I mean? Do you think that it would be smart? And I mean, you you run numbers on stuff like this. And I'd be curious to know, it's hard to really quantify this, but do you think that there's leverage into that type of player, whether it be English or Spieth on the rebound guys that we've had this notion for, for a longer sample that once they turn it around that the quote unquote sharper DraftKings players are not as quick to adjust to them, that maybe there is value in rolling with them. 
Yeah, I think I think that there's probably a um, there's a name value uh, part of that equation to a yeah. certain extent. Like Spieth is so um, like so hot and cold with people. Like you have the the people who've rostered him every week, no matter what, just because he's Spieth, and you have the people who say he sucks. He's sunrun with his putter for years, and now it caught up to him. Um, I think that I think that the most important thing, as as always, for DraftKings pers- uh, purposes, is ownership. And um, Harris English never hit uh, a threshold of ownership um, in like a reasonably strong field last year for me to be like, oh, I can't play him. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. And just just looking at like how how prices change, like we talked about a few weeks ago. Cameron Tringali is a guy who just will never be expensive no matter what. And he's just, he's been playing great for, you know, eight months or whatever it's been. Uh, And, and like people don't really roster him that much. The books don't really respect him that much. DraftKings uh, prices don't really ever move that high. I think he hit like 7,900 a couple weeks ago, but that's like the highest he's been in forever. Um, so I think that there are guys that will just never spike in price, will never go super low in odds. And I think there's definitely like that middle third of, of people that you're looking at is where you have to make your money because everybody knows the very top guys and everybody knows to avoid the really shitty guys at the bottom. So it's kind of that middle third that, that makes it in my opinion. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's wrong, but that's kind of where I've, focused on trying to get better at at selecting guys in that range you trying to get better good god i just pick the same losers every week and lose it's fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean there's definitely some of that i i bricked pretty hard this past week so hopefully uh hopefully this this guaranteed six of six will help me out this week All right, man. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, liked the uh, like the strategy conversations, liked getting to pick your brain a little bit. Um, and uh, obviously make sure that you are. Uh, what did you say? The the YouTube channel is the thing right now for the, the Mayo Media. Yeah. Mayo Media Network. Just go subscribe to it on YouTube. Watch all the videos, like all the videos. All the stuff really helps, especially now that I'm out on my own. I, I need these numbers to be up. Yeah, just make a playlist. Let it run when you go to sleep. Just let the let the views keep keep clicking in. It's That's perfect. the move. <laughs> well, seriously though, I I really do appreciate you taking the time in, and uh, hopefully we'll get you on again uh, at some point later in the season after your uh, after your move. Yeah, after my home studio is set up, you know, just I, I can do it anytime then. Perfect. All right, I I'm I'll uh, I'll take you up on that, uh, Evan. Sir, it's a pleasure as always. It's been a good time. Appreciate you. We will uh, we will be back next week. Um, and barring any uh, any changes, we will have uh, Rick Rungood next week. So make sure you uh, make sure you tune into that. Make sure you hop into the listener league as well. Uh, and we will talk soon.